Welcome to the podcast of the Oxford Business Community Network, produced by Story94 in their podcast studio in Oxford. My name is Mike Foster, a co-owner of OBCN. Now, our podcast aims to share the expertise, knowledge and the experience of our members, covering the key issues that you have in your business. Um, for the episode today, our guests are Sally Green of YMS, Mike Durden of Urban Element and Josh Cox of Pristine Web Solutions. And today we're going to be talking about all things marketing. So welcome, guys. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Hi, Mike. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. In the usual way, um, as we're a networking community, I'm going to ask you to do your uh, 30 seconds, one minute introduction. So Sally, do you want to kick us off? Ladies first. Oh, thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm a marketing strategist and I work with companies that don't don't just do the bells and whistles of marketing. So it's not just about, you know, exciting things with glitter and sparkles. It's about the actual foundation of that. So I make people make sure they've got a good CRM, a good um, systems network, good processes, so that actually all the leads they gather in by their marvellous bells and whistles marketing actually turn into money, ultimately. So I give people a really firm foundation and I help people do what people think is the boring bit. But actually, without the boring bit, you would never never have any results from your bells and whistles. So that's Sally, YMS Marketing, and I'm a marketing strategist. Fantastic. Sally, uh, Mike. Yeah, so I'm uh, Mike from Urban Element. We are a full-service digital agency. We help our clients to dominate on Google, make waves on social media, and wow the website visitors. It's essentially about making sure you have the right strategy in place for all your digital platforms and make sure you have a, a really good presence. Um, which has a f- massive focus on the return on investment because uh, that's the most important thing for our clients at the end of the day. Um, it's all about making sure that they're, um, you know, they're reaping the rewards from the, from the investment in their marketing. Thanks, Mike. And Josh, last. Hi, I'm Josh uh, from Pristine Web Solutions. We help clients build on-brand bespoke websites that uh, that have a purpose. What do we mean by a purpose? It does something. So whether that's generate leads, whether that's uh, sell your products or just provide a members portal, whatever it is, we'll work with clients, sit down with them, uh, go through what it is they're trying to achieve and put that into place with a clear sort of UI um, and then going into the actual development, building it all bespoke for the client. That's Josh from Pristine Web Solutions. Fantastic. Well, thanks for your introductions. Uh, so let's get into some, some questions and, uh, like I say, draw out that expertise, experience and knowledge that you all have. Um, Sally, I'm going to kick off with yourself because I guess it's the place to start with the strategy. Is how, how can businesses best consider the strategy that they need for their business? That's a very big question. Thank you, Mike. Mm, Um, (laughs) um, Your strategy ought to be something which is absolutely going to underpin all your activity, not just what you're going to do tomorrow and the next day. This is something that's going to carry you forward for for the foreseeable future, actually. And your strategy is something that you ought to revisit a lot. It's not just one thing that you look at and that's what it is. You ought to feed your strategy and flex your strategy as you get results back from what you're actually doing. And the world might change. You might need to change your strategy because all of a sudden a different country is a good marketplace for you or your audience has changed. And that's what your strategy is. It's having a firm understanding of what you're doing, why and in what timescale. And more important than anything else is how much money you are going to spend on it and how you're going to judge the effectiveness of that spend. Cool. We certainly come on to effectiveness. Just thinking, Mike, about the strategy, how important is it that a client has a strategy in terms of being able to help them as best as you can? 
Well, without a strategy, um, you're not really going to know where you're going to start from, to be honest. And and what what's the end goal? Um, to you know, when you're sitting down and, and planning a strategy with with well for your business it's a case of right where do i want to be in the next three to five years as a business how, you know what's our income target you know what's our revenue target how are we going to get there and then that's when you start planning your strategy across not just your digital marketing but marketing as a whole because at the end of the day you've got to consider all platforms um to be able to market your business yeah that's actually, and you, you mentioned earlier in your introduction about how important it is about the return on investment. So we will come back to that as well, I'm sure. And Josh, just bringing the same question over to you, you mentioned earlier about you building websites for purpose. Does that sort of play into the strategy as well? Uh, absolutely. And, and while we don't really get involved with the strategy, that's more something that maybe you'd speak to one of the other experts in the room. It's something that we definitely do need to have clear before we go into a website project. Because again, if, if you don't know what you're looking to achieve from the website, you'll just end up with a, I don't know, just a an absolute mess, to be honest, because it will just, you know, you'll have some parts that you perhaps thought of, oh, we need to generate some leads here, but actually we need to sell products. But unless you've got a clear strategy in mind, then you're not going to have a focus for the actual website. You're not going to get the outcome that you want down the line. You know, two months when it's been been sort of finalized, built and, and delivered, if, unless you had a, a clear objective at the beginning, it's just going to be a bit of a mess, to be honest. So, you know, we, we would always insist that people have that clear objective before going into a project. And, you know, there's so much, well, they need a lot of things before they come into a project with us, such as the branding in place as well. But um, yeah, certainly, absolutely need, they do need a strategy in place. Mm. Yeah, it's a phrase I use quite often about an irrelevant purpose when people's <laughs> got something online and uh, they haven't got a strategy where they've got an irrelevant purpose for being on that online. And it is quite surprising the number of people we get who don't have strategies that they do arrive and say, oh, I just want a, that word is really fatal when you hear Absolutely. the word, I just want a, whatever it is they want. And you know that there's a whole lot of void mm. behind that just, yeah. it's really hard. But then I feel like that's partly, uh, but you know, perhaps you know, my job to some degree, but also the marketing strategist. It, it's your job to kind of draw that out and, and what is it that, that they actually want. I mean, we'll we'll start by saying, you know, so how we do with every client is we'll sit down and say, okay, what are you looking to achieve? But you know, hopefully by that point, again, they've spoken to whether it's Urban Element or or, or or Sally and you know had that discussion. But you're absolutely right, Sally. They often haven't. No, yeah, <laughs> often, very often haven't. It's very rare that we uh, we sit down with a client and they know exactly, you know, what they're looking for, um, what they what they want to achieve with either social media marketing or or digital marketing with their SEO and 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 their uh, their pay per click. Oh, we just need to do Google Ads. That's you know, we've got a little bit of budget for Google Ads. Here you go, go go mental with it. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't really quite work like that. No, um, it's like burning money over yeah, a flame. It's exactly, the best it where be. you may as well can, sit at yeah. home and throw ten pound notes on a fire. Exactly, <laughs> probably exactly fifty that. pound notes on a fire. I mean, actually, without the right strategy in place for you know pay-per-click within a couple of days you could have blown your budget and you don't even know why mm. i certainly find it uh, with clients that i talk to or people in in the network that i talk to is that they have a, an idea of the outcome they want i.e how many leads they want to generate from it they might have an idea about what might best work for them because it's something they've tried because it's actually something that they enjoy doing might be social media etc um but or it might be the next sort of shiny thing that's sort of thrown up at them and said, oh, I think I should be trying whatever platform for my social media or whatever online or offline um, tactic that I could potentially use. So I guess the question then, Sally, in terms of then 
we're thinking about strategy, but how do we then sort of think about the right tactics for our business to sort of implement what we want from, from that? Um, that absolutely comes from your strategy because part of your strategy is identifying what you're trying to achieve with your goals, as we've said, what your audience looks like, where they are, what age they are, how many of them there are, where they're living. And that ought to dictate your tactics. So if you're looking for 65-year-old men, you're probably not going to immediately do an enormous TikTok campaign. <laughs> probably. And you're probably selling not. some kind of financial professional service. So that, I mean, your tactics need to be driven by all your goals, what your audience is, what your pro- what your product is, mm. uh, what your timescales are, that's what's dictating your, stra- your tactics. Yeah, and that's a lot of what we talk about with our clients is personas. We need to understand exactly the target market that you're trying to hit, whether it be with social media marketing, whether it be with digital marketing. Um, yeah, we need to understand the persona, basically the age demographic, the types of jobs that they're going to be doing, what's their hobbies, you know, where are we going to find these people, where are they going to see your ads? Everyone needs to do Mm. a persona. And I get clients who just go, oh, no, it's too boring. (laughs) How do you know? Who are you selling to? How did you decide what you were going to do if you haven't thought about who your audience is? It's staggering to me. Exactly. And personas, um, I would expect that to be the first piece of paper people come out with. I want to, the first piece of paper is actually goals, and the next one is persona. This is what my audience looks like. Absolutely, it's, it's an interesting point actually because I either see personas which are either really really detailed, oh, dreadful, or really really basic. I don't really see anything that's in the middle that you can actually work with because I think when there's too much detail in there, you, oh, all you the really well. refine. Yeah, you, you get a very niche area then and, and less people to hit when you get really detailed personas, yeah. Mm, yeah. You, I mean, that can, you can find really awful websites because they've done it with de- really detailed webs- um, personas because they've decided that every single persona's got to have a page. <laughs> 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 and you think, oh God, so I'm 65, female, live in Oxford. Which one is my page? Where do I go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, when you just mentioned about personas, but do you find people are afraid of niching vertical markets and, and trying to be something for everybody? Yeah, that, I, mean, I think most businesses fall into the trap of wanting to be something for everybody um, and, and maybe not fully understanding what their target market is. Um, and I mean, you know, we can help and guide with that to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's our clients it's their business they sh- you know they should have a better understanding of who they're aiming their ads at um we'll happily help you know refine that and ensure that we we've got enough to work with um but yeah most of the time it's i think a lot of businesses don't think too much about it i mean to be honest they must have done it from their business plan their business plan will tell them all these everything should effectively come from their business plan. They must know what their product is for, what what price it's going to be, who they're going to sell it to. They must have done that in their business plan. And what they need to do is take that business plan and squeeze it into a marketing strategy. They don't have to rethink everything. It's not a different thing. It's just a, a, a tactical bit of your business plan. Your marketing strategy. My experience with plans is that as soon as you talk to people with plans, whether it's business plans, marketing plans, people just go, oh, my word, I've got pages and pages and pages to write. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why I'm an advocate of as many one-page plans as you can. And yep. something I was doing, I, I put on my own social media fairly recently, is is the 30-day business, 30-page business plan actually dead? Because you know, mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> got the time to read it, you know? <laughs> so, Josh, a question for yourself then. How, you know, 
all of us around the table are support our, to other businesses. How do we encourage businesses to say, okay, well, you've got a strategy, you've got an idea, you've got perhaps some thoughts about the taxes you want to do, but how do we get them to, to trust us as the experts to put it in our hands to actually be able to do the job that we need to do for them as best as we can? Uh, it's a really good question. I suppose it's in our own sales and marketing plan to, uh, plans, strategies. Um, I mean, the, for, for, for me myself, I mean, I always like to just sit down. It's, it's why I sort of only really operate in the Oxfordshire, maybe Berkshire areas, because I like to really sit down with clients and understand what it is that they're trying to achieve. And I think having that face-to-face -face connection, okay, it's been a little bit of a, a struggle in the, during the past couple of years, but um, having that face-to-face -face connection, it, it, it just really, I can understand what the business is trying to achieve. I can understand what it is that, um, you know, how best I can help them and what solutions we can provide. And, and it, it's in that situation there where we're, it, it's almost a fact finder in, in trying to deliver the best solution that they can see that, um, you know, I'm the expert to go for because it's not just, oh, I'll, I'll build you a website that has 10 pages. Okay, great. I mean, we, we, we use an idea of that to get a, a, for a feel for the size of the project, but, but ultimately we go far beyond that in terms of actually finding out, yeah, well, I've said it quite a few times, what, what it is that people want to achieve. And it's, yeah, that's just really demonstrating your expertise in that area. So um, that, that's what we do primarily. And that's predominantly why you look after my website, because uh, that's what you draw, drew out of me. So fantastic. <laughs> um, Sally, we, we were talking uh, before coming on to the recording about how important it is for people to know what they don't already know um, and why they should know that information. So, so tell us a little bit more and probably build on what um, Josh was just saying. What they don't know. People people will come to you and think they know what they want their website to do, look like. They'll also know what platforms they're going to do digital marketing on because they'll have read some website websites or they'll mm. have gone to some, they'll read a few blogs and they know, they think they know. And actually, it's one of those things where you really do have to give it into our, the experts around mm. this table's paws because you have to do it to know it. Absolutely. It's not just, yeah. I mean, I've, I, it's also not, one size does not fit all. So return on investment does not work the same for all my clients. Some of them are measuring um, income. Some of them are measuring lead numbers. Some of them are measuring um, profile basics. And it's, it's, it depends. So that's why you need to turn to us and say, look, what, what is going to work here? You've also got to be prepared to try stuff. Do not think everything's going to work right first time. If you've got a whole strategy or a tactic or a campaign and it's gone absolutely perfect from the beginning, it means you're not doing it properly. Exactly. That, that's one of the first things that we talk about is that this, this is not like walking into a shop and picking up something off the shelf, going to the checkout and then you've got your end result, especially when it comes to organic um, SEO um, or organic social media. You know, organic SEO can take 12 to 18 months to get to where you want it to be, to get on that first page of Google. Um, but, you know, often clients want immediate results. They paid their money. They want their immediate results straight away. And and, and often we, we say, well, if you want more immediate results, that's when you look at you pay per click ads. And even then, you know, that's going to take a couple of months to, to get to where you want it to be, yeah. um, especially with the right strategy in place. And it's all about trial and error most yeah. of the time. Social media, digital marketing, it's all about trial and error, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Very much like you mentioned, Sally, with, with uh, the strategies, it's, a, it's an evolving thing. 
Um, you've got to constantly try new things. If something's not working, okay, we'll ch we'll look at that. Why is it not working? We'll change it and see if we can get a better result. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just giving it the time and not expecting an instant result. And it also flows quite nicely onto a website because the traditional thing is that people just think, oh, I, I built a website five years ago and that will always that will yeah. always serve its purpose. And, yeah. you know, maybe it used to be the case 10, 15 years ago when websites were, you know, this new technology. But nowadays they, they should certainly be evolving as your business evolves, you know. So, we, we, you know, we often review of our clients, is their website still fit for purpose? But you know, it's such a it's such a digital age nowadays that it, yeah. it needs to reflect what it is you're offering. A lot of the time, we do see that it's the last thing in terms of a, a you know in terms of their marketing activity that people look at is their website. When actually, it's it's everyone's shop front nowadays, so it should be one of the first things. I think you all sort of just touched on sort of budgets really, and what I find with uh, people putting budgets together, they're very under forecast for their marketing activity. Um, and I, and I get a lot of questions in terms of what should my marketing budget be? Should it be a percentage of my turnover because they've heard that in the corporate world etc so, so any tips for those listening to the podcast about how they could put a budget together for their their marketing oh, don't ask the really really difficult question it's it is really hard because it's going to depend what your revenue stream is yeah what the price of your product is how big your audience group is that's that's really hard whatever you do no, don't make it a percentage of your revenue stream that's a catastrophe um what you need to do is go to someone like Josh and say, how much do you think I need to spend? Because it's going to depend. It really, it's not easy mm. doing a marketing budget. It's really not. What you need to do is the very, very beginning, go and ask questions and say, I want a website that's got 10 pages. I want, or, which does, which sells, which I can put my CRM behind, whatever. And you can go to a digital marketing strategist and say, okay, I want to run 12 campaigns a year or something and see what they mm. say it's going to cost you and then and then build that into your budget because you can't just make it up you can't say oh well I'm going to spend 50 quid on budgeting on marketing nah well you could but it'll be a mess yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you also might find that you as you start spending the money the, the experts around the table will say okay we don't, this, this is working. We don't need to do that anymore. So we don't need to spend this bit of money. Let's move it over here or not spend yeah. it at all. Or So your marketing budget will not be a fixed amount. You will not say in January, I'm going to spend 40K. You will probably not spend 40K. You might only spend 30K and get as good results. Because as you move through it, things will start happening, working, and you can nail down and yeah. and, and target the bits that are working and ditch the bits that there's, aren't. There's some really good examples in, in, in some of the work that we do with our clients. So a lot of our clients will go on to a monthly retainer with us. Um, so we'll do lots of different uh, work with them on a digital marketing basis. Um, for for however much it is a month and we'll get to points in the month where we're like actually we haven't used this amount of budget what else can we do to help or do we need to um you know focus our attention elsewhere um and it and it works with um like pp pay-per-click google ads and stuff like that we will say you know have at least this you know an x amount budget but if we're getting the results that you want from a from a smaller chunk of that budget, then we can reallocate that budget elsewhere or just have it back. Mm. 
And Josh, you know, I know you're uh, more web development rather than just making the website look pretty in terms of web design. And I guess that's been really important during the pandemic where businesses have had to, I don't like the word pivot, but sort of change their offering where you can actually sort of tweak the, the aspect of their business. So like you said earlier in your purpose, you know, it might be that they want to sell or generate leads, but it may be that they now wanted to add a, a client portal onto the website. How important is flexibility? Uh, very important. I mean, so I mean, a couple of examples that we 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 ran um, over the lockdown was uh, just well. Firstly, it was saving clients money because we they already had an online shop. But what we did is we introduced a, a, a bit of software that then turned their online shop into a POS system that they could use in their shops, such in their bricks and mortar stores. So, firstly, it saved them a lot of time because it meant that they just had one stock database to deal with. So they didn't have to do sort of double stock counts and bits and pieces like that. It also saved them the monthly cost of the software that, um, you know, their, their in-house software, their POS software that they are previously using. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, we always try to, um, we, we, we like to think, yeah, we're not just web developer, we're not just web designers that will just build you a 10 page site. We'll, we'll sit down and, and we'll look at solutions to your particular problems, or they might not be problems yet that you know of will come and uh, approach you and say, actually, have you thought about X, Y, Z? This has just come to the market um, and it could save you time. It could save you money. It could generate you um, more leads, more sales, you know, what that is. Brilliant. Well, we're coming towards the end of the podcast uh, and marketing is a massive topic and we've only been able to, in this episode, scratch the surface. But I think it'd be good just to go around the three of you uh, just to take your top tips for anybody listening to the podcast and what they should be considering for their marketing in 2022. Mine's not going to be what you can, ought to be considering for your marketing. It's how you can make sure that whatever you consider works. You have got to have a well-structured budget that you look at every day. Do not think, oh, I've done it now and put it in a book, put it in a cupboard. Look at your marketing budget every single day and see how you can make the most out of every penny you spend. It's a great bit of advice. Um, and mine's going to sort of echo similar um, for for me, if if you're looking at your digital marketing, your social media marketing, is make sure that you're you're monitoring and and reading through monthly reports to see what the performance is and how you can tweak um, your your strategy around your social media marketing or your digital marketing um, and and try and you know drop off the stuff that isn't working and 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 try different tactics here and there. Um, so just make sure that you're really monitoring and looking at the reports on a monthly basis. And uh, mine would be to actually just have a have a look at your website, but through the eyes of a potential customer, a, a fresh visitor. I mean, we can all get sort of bogged down into the idea of, oh, the website's there. It's running in the background. I know it's there. I've seen it, you know, a hundred times, but try to come at it with a bit of a, a fresh pair of eyes. And certainly if it's more than two years old, because, well, you know, a lot has changed in recent times and a lot has probably changed with your business too. So I does your website still reflect what it is you're offering? Is it, is it up to date? Is it showing the correct information? A lot of these things do get neglected. And, you know, I would say just take 10, 15 minutes out, try and come to your website with a fresh pair of eyes. If you've got a new employee coming into the business, get them to take the time out and just take a look at your website, make some notes and then speak to an expert. Fantastic. And if I could add a tip in terms of this myself, I would say to be crystal clear on your audience and know exactly where they hang out um, so that you can uh, fish in the right ponds, as I call it. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, contributing to today's podcast. Just going to go around one more time just to say um, if people want to know a little bit more about you and find out about you, how do they find out that? So Sally, how do they find out about you? OK, you can find me. I'm all over LinkedIn, so you'll find me there. But I also if you want to look at our website. It's called ymsagency and you will find what we, how we can help you 
you where we are and we're a nice shoulder to cry on it. Just ask us anything and we'll try and help. Fantastic. And Mike? Yeah, again, like Sally, I'm all over LinkedIn. Um, my surname is quite uh, quite unusual. It's actually pronounced Dewarden, D-U-E-R-D-E-N. Um, so if you stick that into LinkedIn, I'm sure you'll find it. Um, take a look at the Urban Element website. It's urbanelement.com. Um, you'll find lots of success stories on there of uh, examples of customers that we've worked it with and, and, and how we've helped them. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you wanted to find out a bit more, you know, feel free to connect with me on, on LinkedIn. Um, we can sort out a friendly one-to-one. And Josh? Uh, yeah, um, not so much on LinkedIn, but uh, please do visit the website, pristine.co.uk. It's a P-R-Y and then pristine. Um, I'd be happy to go for a coffee. Uh, that's one of our sort of USPs. Uh, if, if you're local to Oxfordshire, Berkshire or, or, or sort of the home counties, yeah, I'd be happy to grab a coffee and uh, we can discuss what it is you're looking to achieve or, and just give some friendly advice from that. Fantastic. And uh, what brings us all together is the Oxford Business Community Network and the web address is www.obcn.co.uk. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to the podcast of the Oxford Business Community Network. Thank you to our members for sharing their expertise during this episode. And thank you again to Story94 for producing this podcast at their podcast studio in Oxford. Please do subscribe to our podcast and we look forward to sharing more with you very soon.